You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. I'm Evan Klofsky. Back again, and we are happy for it. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. You can check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other traditional podcasting platforms. Uh, I don't want to waste any more time. Welcome, Evan Klosky. It's been a minute since you joined the pod. I know there's a lot with... uh, football and hockey and myriad other athletic activities but it's hard to beat opening day you can't you can't beat it uh no it was it was a fantastic afternoon at the trop uh you know in italics sellout crowd of uh, of 25,000 plus you know because you're obviously not selling seats in the upper deck the you know the cool part was sort of the reminiscing that was happening uh, the almost 25 years to the day raised tigers, right. Uh, started this whole shebang in, in St. Pete, we get the same matchup, a different result this time. Uh, you know, it was, it was good energy. You know, I, that's the, that's the thing that, that I, I miss so much, uh, thinking back to covering this team in the playoffs and what those crowds are like and what opening day is like. You're reminded of the fan base that the Rays have. You're reminded of the excitement around this team when people make it out to St. Pete. And uh, there was a buzz. There was a buzz in the building. And regardless of what people think about the Trop, when that place is is full, uh, or you know, twenty five thousand plus, it, it gets in there. So I, I don't think the opening day be better than than what the Rays kind of did there, especially with the game finishing in two hours and fourteen minutes. That was that was my favorite part. I mean, yeah, the Rays won, but two hours and 14 minutes was absolutely exquisite as a baseball fan. Now, I do want to ask you this, uh, Evan, because you were there, you saw the crowd. What was more impactful to you to, to, to watch today? Was it McClanahan's outing? Was it the key hits by Rayleigh or Rosarena? Was it the Margot catch? Like, What really captivated your attention as a part of the crowd? I mean, the the Margot catch was to me the the standout moment. Obviously, that was something where, you know, that game was kind of a breeze for for both teams. And, and we'll get into the nitty gritty with how the game kind of laid out a little bit. Um, you know, a four nothing victory. I would argue that the questions, if you have them about the hitting, are still very much there. This was a very fortunate day for the Rays, six hits, two of them solo homers. They only had three runners in scoring position. They were opportunistic, and they went two for three when in scoring position. So it wasn't like they bashed the ball. They didn't. It it was a very meh hitting day. I mean, they just happened to launch a couple out, which is something they missed last year. They would love to have a little bit more of that, mix in a walk here or there. Those become two-run homers. And then – uh, you know, on top of that, they were just opportunistic. And, you know, this could have easily been a zero run affair from the Rays. But uh, having said that, Margot's catch changed the course of that game because, you know, Pochet's in first and second. If Margot doesn't make that, it is a 3-2 game guy on third. 
-hmm. And now all of a sudden things are getting tight. Mm -hmm. So Kevin Cash after the game talked about how that was Manny pre-injury. And for Manny to be one of the two players who didn't reach base uh, as far as, you know, I'm going to eliminate Hal Ramirez from that because he got yanked early and and got two of his at-bats taken away. But, you know, Manny had a, a bad day at the plate hit into a double play, and then he makes a play like that. And it was just complimentary baseball all the way around. Clean, crisp, watching McClanahan deal. He looked like he was in midseason form. Wander, even though there were no stolen bases in the game, gets on base right away. He tries to steal. It was fouled off. Didn't happen. But we had those questions with the quad. So, um, you know, this, this is how the team is built. Give up nothing scratch across four and more and we should win and that that's been my number one key day one going all the way to october you score more than four if you score four or more runs you're going to be a a 95 plus win team you know if you do that consistently it's just that's going to be the difference maker yeah uh we have more to discuss on this but ulysses we have to tell the audience about something very important I'll tell you, uh, when you buy tickets, the worst thing that you can do is be stressed about buying set tickets. Well, that is a thing of the past. If you download a game time, okay, you can get flash deals and last minute tickets. They're easy to find. And best of all, you get images of the seat views before you buy them. So today you got to snag those tickets without that stress with game time. You can download the game time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms will always apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. You can download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, uh, Evan, you gave your take on game one in the books for the Rays. Uh, Ulysses, uh, I'm sure you watched uh, quite a bit of this game uh, while multitasking with your full-time job. Uh, Anything to add to what uh, Klosky had to say there? Yeah, um, I think there was aggressive managing by cash done today. Um, And like, uh, you know, Evan pointed at it, or hinted at it, Harold Ramirez kind of being being yanked early in the game. Uh, Taylor Walls being uh, pinch he pinch ran Yandy DS for Taylor Walls uh, at second, who ended up scoring. Um, I think that type of managing shows that Kevin Cash is evolving. Um, he he he's a little bit more trusting in his um, decisions. I don't think you you would have seen that type of aggressive managing. I don't know, four years ago, like it it seems like there's always, you know, learning on the job training uh, for every one of us that happens. But on opening day to see these quick moves by cash, it it, it was nice to see. It was nice to see because uh, you, you get the feeling as a fan that the manager's in the game and that he understood that this was a high leverage position where you have to score. Like the game is right there for the taking and he did what he, what he needed to do. So I, I, I thought that that was amazing. Uh, and and uh, it, it, wouldn't, it wasn't a Kevin Crash moment. It's like you say, Kevin, it's a, it was a Kevin De Niro uh, mm. a moment. I don't know if you agree with that, Evan. I do. I, I think that that's a, a very astute point. And I thought the same thing. 
you know, people uh, are asking on Twitter, is Yandi hurt? And it was like, no, he's just he's just pushing buttons real early, you know, and, and yeah. bringing Rayleigh. I think that's the beautiful part about this team, even going back to day one at, at Disney World uh, and, and asking Peter Bendix just what what he sees in his team and, and if the Rays are maybe – one of the more suited teams for all the changes happening in major league baseball. And he said, yes, because you know what, again, everything's hypothetical. They don't know what's going to happen this season. Uh, everything's a, a guess, but they're athletic and they're versatile and they can move people wherever they need to move them. They're rangy. They're great defensively. They're good enough hitting. They got all the arms you need. So, that's their one up on other teams. Like we can tinker more than you can tinker because we have people who are of equal strength behind all these starters. And we can also insert them into valuable spots. Like having walls come in for the last three innings to be a speedster and a, a, a fielding plus, you know, I mean, that's, that's big. Walls is a tremendous fielder. And you now limit the amount of times he gets up to hit by putting him in late in games. And you're still extracting a lot of strength from him because these are high leverage innings. And you're turning him into a very productive player, putting him in positions to succeed now. Uh, you know, so you have your staples. I don't, I don't ever see guys like, uh, like Wander ever, ever getting pulled. Uh, you know, Brandon Lau probably will be in there. Most of the time, unless things just aren't coming around, uh, you know, I imagine Jose Siri because of his defensive prowess is always going to be out there in center, especially with no true center fielder behind him right now. But, you know, you got to remember, they also had Josh Lowe waiting in the wings on the bench, too. So they had, you know, they could have made another tinker in the outfield, um, you know, if they needed to pinch it for for Margot. But you, you see his defensive thing. So uh, I, I, I agree. I just I. Again, complimentary. It's the only way I can say it. There, I walked away from that game just being so pleased with the product they put out there, just all across the board. Besides maybe the hitting being a bit fortuitous, I was like, you know, just it was all good vibes. It was, I walked out of there being like, it just it it felt different today. It just it felt different. This team looked and sounded and. It was just everything you'd want as a fan. There, there was nothing to complain about. You know what? If I, you know, because I'm this guy, Evan. You know, I. I if I, if you want to really nitpick, <laughs> the only bad thing about today's game was that um, that grounder uh, that was between Yandi and Shane McClanahan, and then Brendan Lau couldn't field it to first, and then you know they got on base. That's what you could take the only negative thing about the whole game. And it wasn't that big of a deal. Like it was a really smooth, positive game yeah. for the race. I don't even know what he could have done in that play. To be honest, I watched it back and I was like, I mean, yeah. Lau is all the way back. Uh, Yanni's charging in. I mean, it just, it was a tweener. And yeah. I mean, Riley green's also pretty fast too. So it, that just when you tip your cap and you mm -hmm. all blame the, the trop and the, and the turf for, Baltimore chopping it right away but yeah it was um it was fun it was a fun watch and a quick watch mm -hmm. so Evan is this team better than last year's team yeah I, I don't I I don't know about that I you know I'll say this they need to first off come out hot right like 
the Rays need to stack some dubs mm-hmm. because May is going to be hell. Yeah, uh, there's no way. There's no better way to stack dubs than have the day after opening day be an off day. That that really, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, those wonders. Ti- Tigers, Nationals, Athletics. I mean, we knew this coming in. You have to take care of business right out of the gates and try to give yourself a little bit of a buffer going into a really tough May with your longest road trip coming up that month as well. Uh, do I think that they're better? Uh, I mean, if we're if we're not comparing opening day to opening day, I think yes, because everyone's healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, last year was just a, a, a massacre with the amount of injuries and mostly on the offensive side of things, which they can kind of figure things out from an arm perspective, but from a bat perspective, it's a little less creative. And that's not even to mention that they still have guys who are waiting in the wings, right? We know that Curtis Mead is going to come up at some point this year. We know that Kyle Manzardo, if if uh, Luke Rayleigh doesn't work out, that Manzardo is going to step up. Like I, I think he's a guy with a very quick trajectory to the major leagues. Um, but you know, as of as of now, let's assume that there's no setback for Glass now. I would assume that this is a, a better team solely based on continuity and health because the arms got a little healthier because we knew that Glass now was going to be out almost all of last year. So not having him inherently makes this team better. But from a bat perspective, I'm still a bit uns- – everything you're selling me is still on potential. We're hoping Isak Perez can hit 25-plus bombs. We're hoping that Jose Siri cannot strike out 35% of the time. You know, we're, we're, we're hoping that Randy Rosarena can finally take that next step to being an elite player. Not a great player. He's a great player. His numbers were there last year. But is he elite like we make him out to be in the playoffs and the World Baseball Classic? Is Luke Rayleigh a thing? He has five spring training home runs. Is that going to carry over? Did Josh Lowe learn from last year? And and the hype train that we started before opening day one year ago, is that finally in effect now? It just, there's still tons of questions. And again, they didn't, they were not answered in the home opener. That is for sure. Um, Six hits, three walks. One player had more than one hit and that was Juan DeFranco. Uh, So, uh, who had who had a stellar debut, and if he's healthy, he inherently changes the trajectory of this team as well. They didn't have him. Big difference between Wander and Taylor Walls. So, um, to to be determined. But if you, if I had to pick an answer, yes, they they are for some other variables. Are those variables? Do, do they contain the fact, you know, you, you, you talk to these players, you talk to them last year, you talk to them this year, get that face-to-face with them. Is there, I know some people hate the, the new age, people hate the, the, the word intangibles, but, or, or team chemistry. Can you sense a different kind of mindset from last year to this year in the locker room with the players and what it's coming out in, in these interviews from, from year to year? Uh, you know what? There is a I can't ex, I can't explain it, but I, I I just as I said, I was walking out of the Trump today. And I was like, this year feels different, and I don't know. I was at practice uh, the day before the home opener, and everyone's joking around, yucking it up, very relaxed. 
a very quiet confidence about this group. There aren't any egos in that locker room. There truly aren't. They're, they're, they're all down-to-earth guys. They're, they're humble. A lot of them have been picked up off the scrap heap, you know, uh, guys down and out in their luck in the game. And the Rays are the, the revival story that they needed. They, um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of stress. So things are, I mean, it's easy to be happy before any records start. And it's easy to be happy one and oh, you know, you got to face some adversity somewhere. But I asked Kevin Cash if he's ever entered a season with player coach with this much continuity between one year to the next. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, he said, if you take what we've had, you know, again, he said, taking the roster that we kind of had in August and September and rolling that over into opening day, the fact that we have all been together for a while, the fact that coaches and the front office knows how to utilize them. We know their personalities. We know what buttons to push. uh, Those are keys to getting off to a fast start because while other people are inserting personalities, qualities, intangibles that they're trying to figure out from their players, the Rays are going to in the opposite direction of just of staying put and keeping the train going. And uh, I, I do believe that one, it was out of necessity. They didn't, they didn't really get to land a couple of the people they wanted to in the offseason and then and then push it. But also, I think they look around. You see the season that Nathaniel Lowe had. You see what Jake Cronenworth did for the Padres. You see some of these guys who, who leave the Rays or the Rays give away a, a little bit too early and then succeed a year or two later. And you have to wonder if they're going back there being like, we are not patient enough. We let these guys mature, grow in our farm system, and then when push comes to shove, a year it doesn't work for a year, and we send them away. Right. Uh, you know, or you know, like a like a Jonathan Aranda type who's who's back down in AAA. Yeah. You know, like a guy that's maybe not a top prospect, but has consistently hit in all levels. Are we going to worry about what the you know, prospect rankings, his versatility. Are we going to hone in so much on that? Or are we just going to focus on the fact that this guy has a history of hitting all the time through all levels and that he's going to finally figure it out at the major league level and we got to stick with him in some regard, you know? that Same thing with Rayleigh and, you know, they didn't have options with him. And they just sort of like, you know what? We we believe in this guy. We got we to gotta give him a shot. So, um, yeah, I, I really do like uh, – I like this team. I like the intangibles and I like the quiet confidence of this group. It is a little bit different from last year. And again, I think the the fact that the injury train hasn't gotten rolling, I think that has certainly helped. The tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up 
That's fanduel.com slash locked on L O C O N to sign up more with FanDuel. Yeah, Evan, you are just uh, on a roll today. I don't know if it's opening day vibes. I'm just sitting back listening to you. I've got the fluoride stare going on, just eating it all up from you. So um, before we move on to uh, baseball trivia, name that war. Uh, this was sort of a superlative discussion that Ulysses and I had earlier this week. Um, just running through these questions, quick hitters uh, real quickly. Team record prediction for the race. Uh, this year for you? Uh, I, actually, I'm trying to remember what I said on, on air. Uh, I, I think I had it 90, 93 wins. I think that was my prediction. It was, it was 90, 93, 94, 95. It was one of those. But I, I do think they're going to they're gonna have a nine in that win total. I, I, I liked them in the disrespect that I think I've seen with some rankings of MLB's starting pitching rank. Like, as long as they're healthy. Yeah they're they're going to win if they're healthy i don't care what team is out there their pitching is stacked <laughs> their starting pitching is stacked and they still have some arms to dip into if there's another injury or so so um you don't have to get me rolling on josh fleming <laughs> but we'll see how he goes uh you know number five is looking a little a little interesting but yeah. you know uh i think time only we'll wait until the taj bradley train gets rolling and you know, maybe uh, maybe Shane Boz has the Tyler Glass now story of last year and can come back um, maybe towards the end of September. We'll see about that. I'm, I'm not optimistic on that front, but it's just, you know, I, I do want to mention that he is part of the, the club's future as well. Yeah. And the projection systems, they never really value the Rays accurately or, or fairly. I don't know if it's just because of the – I mean, the way the Rays operate and do business and utilize – the depth on the roster rather than the top end talent, but that's a discussion for another day. So team record out of the way. Um, and Ulysses, that's kind of what you had, right? Sort of in that realm of 93, 94, 95. Yeah. I think I said 93 or 94. Yeah. Okay. So we're, yeah. Uh, Evan, who will be the Rays team MVP, be it a pitcher or a position player? Uh, M- MVP, if healthy, is going to be Wander Franco. Uh, just, I, you know, I could say Shane McClanahan, but in the end, I think between Shane and Springs and Rasmussen and even Eflin, I think you're going to have a bunch of starting pitchers who are going to impress fans this year. But I'm still not 100% optimistic about the hitting, and Wander is that engine. And look no further than opening day, what that yeah. guy was able to do and attempted to do even with stealing a base there. He is the motor for that offense. And as long as he's out there, mostly every day, you have a fighting shot to put up a run or two thanks to that guy alone. Yeah. Which Rays player will be the most pleasant surprise this season? Most pleasant surprise? I don't don't know if this would be categorized as it. I'm thinking Jeffrey Springs. I see, I see a lot of people being like, oh, Dra- Drew Rasmussen is going to be like top five Cy Young. I, I think Springsy can be that guy. And it's not just because I spoke with him the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's I, what I, 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 I genuinely think that with what we saw last year, you have to remember, we didn't even get him entering the year as a starter. So he started the year as a bullpen guy. Then they go, oh, you know what? 
there are some injuries. We think you, we can stretch you out. We think your stuff plays as a starter. And then over time, he kind of is the five-inning guy. And I think he throws around 140 innings last year. They just give him a contract extension this offseason. They say, you're going to be a starter. Get ready for it. He's prepared for it. He's hoping to log more innings. And with the pitch mix we've seen, especially in spring training, like, it's really impressive. So Shane McClanahan's going to get all the, the, the headlines. Glass now, too. But Springsy, who didn't have the opportunity to pitch in the playoffs last year, as he would have been uh, that, that third option if they could have made it there against the Guardians, I think he is really going to elevate his game this year, mostly because we're going to see him more. And we got a little taste of it last year. But over a full sample size now of day one, a guy who can throw, you know, they'll, they'll throw him out there six and eventually push him to maybe seven innings. That's a guy who I am all over uh, entering, entering the season. And I've also, by the way, uh, I, I've heard great things about Brandon Lau in spring training as well with the health, how he's looked, how the swing has looked. And that's not a pleasant surprise, but for a guy who I think everyone's been down on after the the injury stuff last year and and him not looking good at all, even to begin last year in general. That's a guy who I think might remind some fans of why he's why we love him, why we fell in love with him a, a couple of years ago. And maybe he won't hit the home runs we once saw, probably won't. But I, I think he's going to be an integral part of this this lineup. And and I hope I think some people might be doubting him and they might be pleasantly surprised about how much he's going to rebound this year. And then finally, before we move along, uh, who will fail to meet expectations? The biggest disappointment, if you will, on this team, this roster. Um, probably the catcher position overall. Okay. Uh, you know, I, 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 I like Mejia and I like Bethancourt. I don't know if that's the answer long-term. And I don't, you know, they, they brought in Bethancourt last year, didn't quite provide the pop they thought they were going to get. They're going to mix and match them. And that's probably my biggest concern as far as a pick. If the catcher position is your biggest concern, that's okay. Because yeah. as, long, as long as you're a good catcher, I'm cool with it, which, you know, both of them are. I think Bethancourt probably has a little bit more pressure to provide hitting when he's in the game versus maybe a Mejia, uh, who's, who's at least – more of a traditional catcher, but I think maybe we might leave this season being like the Rays have to do something at catcher. So that would, that would be my other thing. And, and maybe, maybe, um, yeah, you know what? That, I think that's it. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's roll along. It being a Friday episode, uh, Ulysses, you've got uh, baseball trivia for us and I have named that war for you too. So what you got for baseball trivia, Ulysses, I know you've been hyping it up all afternoon <laughs> on the group chat. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Um, I just want to say, I love the Springs, um, decision there, Evan, uh, because this rotation is so good that I think every one of us has a, a, a different favorite one. I'm a Rasmussen guy. You're a Springs guy, Evan. I think Kevin's a McClanahan guy. So yeah. that's how good this rotation is that you can really have uh, your pick of the litter. It's and if Glass now is healthy, by the way, like, <laughs> what he was throwing 
yeah. before the injury, he he's going to be unhittable. Like yeah. this guy is going to be sick when he pitches again. So again, if he comes back in early May and let's assume he's healthy, then no harm, no foul because his in, his innings were going to be cut at some sure. point anyway throughout the season. So um, that, that's the crazy part. We're not, you know, no, none of us are even mentioning glass now. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's insane. Okay. Baseball trivia, folks. Um, you talked about continuity, Evan, and that's exactly what my question is about for both of you. Who are players in the 2023 Rays organization, organization that also wore Rays jerseys in 2019 when they started the streak of consecutive playoff appearances. I used organization, so please be mindful of why I must have used organization there, okay? So, who are players in the 2023 Rays organization that also wore Rays jerseys in 2019 when they started the streak of consecutive playoff appearances? I want Evan to go first, and then you guys can ping pong this one and one and see if you can get all nine players. So what? Um, so if I said like Wander Franco, who was in the system in 2019, does that count? Or he had, to, but he had to put on a Rays uniform in 2019. Correct. Okay. You have to have a Rays uni in 2019, and today you just have to be in the organization. Got it. Um, so you could have you could have made your debut in 2019, but now you're in the minor leagues. That was a big hint. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Um, or injured. Okay. Well, well, glass now. That is correct. Oh, do I just go through all of them? And are we gonna ping pong? No, let's do ping pong. Yeah, ping pong. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Lau. That is correct. Um, Fairbanks. That is correct. Yandi Diaz. Kevin gets it correct. This is good, folks. You guys got the easy ones. Now there's one, two, three, four, five left. to say his name because I don't know if it's correct. You guys get three strikes together um, individually. Three strikes together. I'm going to say Fleming. And you would be incorrect. Yeah, he made yeah. his debut in 2020. Strike okay. one. Yeah. Okay. I will go with Francisco Mejia. That would be incorrect. He was um, in the Blake Snell trade of December 2020. There are two strikes. Um, that's my bad. Oh man, is he? Up? I will give you guys a little bit of a hint before you guys started guessing names. Kevin said something very important, and I said, "Yep, that's yeah. a hint." A guy could—he might have debuted with the Rays in 2019, and he's not on the active roster right now. He's either injured or in the minors. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. I mean, 
Like I, I uh, really hope you don't get that third strike because I know exactly who. You well, say, to. say it, say it, because I, I have a name, but I'm afraid it's gonna be. Can wrong. we do it? Can we switch yeah, yeah. off? Yeah, you can switch off. You get a one pass. Okay, there you go. Okay, I get to take the free throw here. Um, yeah. Yanni Chirinos. Correct. Oh, Very go. good. Okay, because my my beautiful one was Andrew Kittredge. And are you going with Andrew Kittredge? Kevin? Yeah, I would go with that. Okay, go with it. It's correct. Andrew Kittredge is one of the nine. So now you guys have three names left. Come on, Whose boys. Whose turn is it? I don't know. We your turn now. It. It's your turn, Kevin. Oh, boy. Let me ask this. Let me preface this. Is there any more scenarios like Yanni or Kittredge out of these remaining names? One more. Well, it's definitely not Luis Patino. I can tell you that. No, I'm really leaning towards... Um, Colin Poche. I was thinking Poche. Final answer? Sure, Colin Poche. Colin Poche would be correct. Yeah. Friend of the pod. Go listen yeah. to that interview. He was awesome with us. Yes. Um, two left, boys. Two left. Oh, I'm trying turn. to think of like the bullpen guys. Um, what? Where was Ryan Thompson, Kev? Oh, I don't like that look. I yeah, David. I'm iffy on that one. I I think he's a 2020 baby. Okay. Um, golly, what am I thinking of? I was thinking maybe Manny Margot. Uh, yeah, that that's worth a shot there. Final answer? Yeah. Strike three, gentlemen. Oh, I am so sorry, but what give me the position. I, I I'm so I can't. I'm going to give it to you. The first one was the I thought that me hinting at it debuted in 2019, injured currently. Mr. Brendan McKay. Oh, Brendan God, McKay. Yeah. I oh. know. And He's the last alive? one, active <laughs> roster, hides the ball pretty nifty. Oh, Lefty in the Beaks. bullpen, Jalen Beeks. Mm. Jalen Beeks. Oh, okay. man, that was a great question. God. Thank you. More I'm of those types of myself. questions and not which side of the dugout is the home or away team on, please. <laughs> you really got you really got angry at those. I love those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy about this uh, this this question. I'm not yeah, going to no, lie. That was, I was hyped up. I appreciate that. That was a really all right, name that war real quickly here. Uh, the Rays are, of course, playing the Tigers, not Friday, but Saturday and Sunday, uh, following Thursday's opening day. Uh, this guy was, I wouldn't go as far as to say Tigers great, but Tigers really solid ball player. And then uh, had a couple year stint with the Cleveland Indians, then Indians, I should say. That was uh, pretty impressive as well. That's as much of a hint I will give you all. His name is Travis Fryman. What is his career war? Oh my God. <laughs> Travis Fryman? He retired in 2002. I, I have no recollection of this man. <laughs> I, I haven't thought of Travis Fryman in for, uh, since, since 1992. 
I, uh, I wake up every morning, and one of my first thoughts is Travis Fryman. I wonder. I how thought you were going to say Travis Hafner. I was going to yeah, get too. Yeah, and I was like, uh, he wasn't the Travis Hafner, a Tampa Bay resident. Tampa right. resident last I checked. I, this is he retired so long ago. I wasn't even in this country, bro. I moved here in 2003. Uh, it's been that's not my problem. 2002, Travis, my goodness, uh, uh, No. Okay, I'm just gonna take uh, 16. Okay. Uh, I, I was gonna. I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna undersell it, but I was thinking 13-2. Uh, uh, Travis Fryman played 13 years in the bigs. Uh, 223 homers, 274 career batting average, over 1,700 hits, five-time All-Star, a gold glover, and a silver slugger, uh, had over 345 doubles, uh, really good numbers overall, played third base, uh, career OPS of 779. His career war, 34.4. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Undersold that by a smidge. Yeah. Double my guess, and then you're there. Holy crap. Very underrated. Uh, I got, I've got I, no I, recollection I, of this man. Whatsoever. Mr. Flyman, I am so sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Travis. Oh, he was just a, no pun intended, a flash in the pan. Well, I think probably some of that might be because he played in the heat of the steroid era. So, yeah. you know, him putting up, uh, you know, a 280 batting average. People like Travis Fryman were forgotten. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or uh, what was the other guy from uh, uh, you, you said the other day, Kevin? And I was like, what the? R- Rondell. Oh, Rondell White. Yeah, that was. Rondell White. <laughs> it's like, who? What? Where are you coming up with these names? Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Fair Very enough, good. Mr. Fryman. That was you a good one. That was a good one. I, I was stumped on that. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Well, we uh appreciate Evan being back in the fold. Hopefully, uh this is more of a regular thing now that the season is in the throes here. Uh before we end it, Evan, where and how can people find your work? Yeah, uh, first first and foremost, just hit me up on Twitter. You can see my handle right there at the bottom, Ekloski, WTSP, uh, Instagram, at Ekloski, that's C-L-O-S-K-Y. Um, you know, before the home opener, I did a nice sit-down interview with Jeffrey Springs. I would suggest taking a look at that on our website at 10tampabay.com. You can find the full interview on our YouTube page uh, mm-hmm. with with Springs, about six minutes long. So it's not, not going to take up much of your time at all. We, we go through a few topics. I got another one in the hopper with uh, with uh, Taylor Walls, which we'll, we'll release maybe on one of the off days coming up here. Not tomorrow. Uh, you know, not, not today if you're listening on Friday. Um, but, yeah, you hit me up. I'm, I'm always down to answer some questions on Twitter as long as you're respectful. And, and again, we uh, we always got things cooking on 1010bay.com, including our new uh, Bolts Breakaway show leading into – the Stanley Cup playoffs, which will happen in the middle of April, start around April 17th. So we got that airing on Saturdays at 7.30 and 10.30 in the morning. Very cool. Awesome. Great stuff. All right. Thank you for making the Locked on Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on Fantasy Baseball podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you next week.